0: Hi guys, welcome to Let's Talk with me, your host, Sagrika. Today's episode is so special for me because it is something I've never really done before, which is why I am super nervous, but at the same time, I am so, so, so excited because today's Another episode about the nonprofit Embrace Her Lead, which, if you guys don't know, it's a one-on-one virtual mentorship program, which is created to empower women of the next generation. And if you guys don't know much about what Embrace Her Lead stands for, I actually did an episode with Charlene, who is the founder and CEO of Embrace Her Lead. She talks to us about her journey, her intentions, her goals, target audience, and ways in which you can be a part of this program. So make sure to check that out before listening to this episode. And now coming to the exciting part, which I know you guys are waiting for. Today's episode is not another regular episode with just one guest. Instead, today's episode features five very special guests. Today on the show, I have all our partners of the nonprofit Embrace Her Deed. And that's why today I would say we have a roundtable podcast where you get to hear from each of these wonderful souls and get their perspective on women empowerment. I want you, I Hi guys, I am Sakurka, your host at the Let's Talk podcast. On this podcast, I invite students to discuss topics that are essential to student life. And I believe listening to others and their stories is a great way to find yourself in the journey. So please join me with learning something new in every episode we have. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'm happy you're here. So let's go ahead and introduce our lovely panelists. We first have Melody, who is the founder of Fred and Farr. She's an entrepreneur, speaker, and author who's passionate about empowering women to choose themselves first through daily acts of self-love and self-care. Our second panelist is Katie, who is the co-founder and chief brand officer at OwnTrail. She helps women own their stories and crush the myth that there's just one right path through life. Hence, Own Trail. We also have with us Addis, who's the founder of Bitter Blush and hopes to build a safe and trusting environment to talk about issues that society is too ashamed to talk about. And last but not least, we have Shalini, who's the CEO and founder of Embrace Her Lead. She is so dedicated to building a community that is focused on making mentorship accessible for women of the next generation, and I can't wait to be with her on this journey. So these are the incredibly amazing guests we have with us today. Thank you all for being a part of this Roundtable podcast. This is so exciting, and I can't wait to hear your story. So diving right in, panelists, can you please tell us listeners a little more about your journey towards founding your brand? What inspired you to start, and how has it kind of shaped your passion towards the empowerment of women?
1: Melody, would you like to go first? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank For you me, so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure. For me, the road to my current um, company, Fred and Far, which is a self-love movement, really started with my own personal path of self-discovery. I started my career as a litigation attorney, and even though that was incredibly rewarding, um, having been the first-generation college student and graduate school student, it didn't honor my most intrinsic Uh, capabilities and superpowers, which are compassion, empathy, collaboration, and creativity. So as I set out to rediscover these most authentic parts of myself, I realized that other women just like me had gotten a little bit lost along the way. So I created the Self-Love Pinky Ring, which is a beautiful pinky ring that you can wear every day as a reminder that you deserve to be not only a priority in your own life, but that you are whole, worthy, complete, And chosen all within yourself. And so I'm grateful that today I get to spend my days doing work that is not only beautifully aligned with my true self, but empowers other women to reach that same place within their own lives.
0: Wow, thank you so much for saying that. And I love the fact that you mentioned compassion and empathy. I feel everyone can relate to that. And the fact that you said that we all deserve to be a priority, I think that is such an important reminder.
2: I was just going to say that I wear that pinky ring loud and proud every single day. Wow, (laughs) that's
0: amazing. (laughs) So going to this question, this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask just because the wide variety of answers that you get to this question is so amazing. But what does women empowerment mean to you and your brand? Does your brand focus on empowering women beyond the lens of gender equality? If yes, how? I think I'm, I'm ready to get great answers to this question. But Katie,
3: would you like to go? Sure. I, I love this question. So I'm <laughs> stoked to go first. Um, empowering women is literally the business that, that that we're in at Own Trail, And that definitely goes beyond... Gender parity. We, when we created Own Trail, and really what drew me to, to the idea and the brand and dedicating kind of my life to this was this idea that to empower women, we need to empower all elements of women. And that has so many different intersecting attributes of identity and experiences. And if we do want to fully empower women, we need to acknowledge and create equity and inclusion there as well. So um, it's definitely, you know, inclusion is one of our core brands. And as we look at empowering women, we're looking at empowering all women and not just women who um, look or behave or or belong to a certain group. And we're very aware that as a brand that's founded by two white cis women, oftentimes spaces that are... And brands that are built for women empowerment are centered on the white, straight, able-bodied female experience. And that's not equal. So really, everything that we're about is, and everything that like, I think women's empowerment is, is empowerment for all women, not just women that look like you.
0: Absolutely. I feel like one thing I just thought of right now was how you look at news outlets all over the world right now. And once you see them actually recognize what women have been doing, and now to see all kinds of women, as you said, literally all kinds of women in the forefront of campaigns and magazines, honestly, just seeing that transition is so inspiring. I'd love to know everyone's thoughts on women empowerment. I think this is a topic that is so close to my heart. But yes,
4: what would you have to say about this, Addis? Women empowerment is incredibly important to me. I think, um, so Bitter Blush was actually founded by four women. It was founded by me, another person, uh, Amelia, another woman, Isabel, and another woman, Melissa. Um, All three of them no longer work on the project, just due to other life things that have happened. But um, I've been able to kind of still keep Bitter Blush at the forefront of what's important to me. I think women empowerment, just kind of like what Katie says, is like, Empowering people who look just like you and understanding that matter. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, the word matter because, like, we talk about how you know all these lives matter, right? You know, Black trans lives matter and women's lives matter and. Uh, undocumented lives matter but I think understanding empowerment is understanding that matter is the minimum and understanding that you know these lives are valuable these lives are needed mm-hmm. these lives are necessary these lives are important these lives are so incredibly useful to society and even if they weren't useful to society they still matter well, women's lives and all kinds of women's lives are so valuable and uh, we need to kind of give people the tools they need to feel that way
3: I love that. I got chills over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Same here. You know, speaking to Addis's point, I think making empowerment actionable as opposed to just being a concept is extremely important because so much of what's happening right now is valueless if it isn't translated into meaningful action. And what I have seen in my community is, by giving women an action that they can take to claim their intrinsic wholeness and value, that's where the transformation starts happening. So it isn't just telling somebody, you're whole, you you go and believe that, like you're valuable, go believe that you're valuable. It's If you're valuable, you're going to set boundaries. If you believe you're valuable, you're going to pursue opportunities that previously may have felt out of reach it's giving every woman the understanding that not only is she whole, but there are steps she can take to claim that whole wholeness within herself each and every day.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for that conversation. I think one takeaway from this is again that bringing that perspective of not just believing it, but taking action after. Thank you so much for sharing. And ladies, now for this question, according to you, what are some key things that women should keep in mind while cultivating a growth mindset?
4: I think one thing that I would say is that growth isn't linear and that Things, you know, will happen. Bumps in the road will happen. But, you know, growing and changing and becoming your best self is not something that's an easy process. And it's not one that there are clear steps in how you can get to that point.
3: I so agree with that. And I would just add that it's about progress, not perfection, right? Like perfect will never hit perfection. It doesn't exist, especially when we think about being like a human, we're messy and we're flawed. Uh, and, And so I kind of remind myself of that, especially like as a parent, it's progress, not perfection. And, and I think that that helps as like a tactical tip for really embracing the fact that growth is not linear.
1: I actually did some research yesterday on the origin of the word perfection and what's really interesting about it is that perfection initially meant finished or complete. And oftentimes in our quest to attain perfection, we give up because it feels so unattainable. And I think when it comes to a growth mindset, it's about understanding that progress is the perfection, that only in achieving that momentum and continuing and making decisions and making mistakes and moving, are you getting any closer to realizing your purpose on this planet, which is what any, all of us can hope for, right? That's the most we can do because we are all one of one. We are all completely unique in this world, and all we need to do to align with our purpose is be authentic. So I think when it comes to growth, the sooner you can get to know yourself and align yourself with your intrinsic purpose and identity, the faster you'll be able to make an impact.
2: Absolutely. And uh, one thing that I wanted to add to that is, again, to be you know your authentic self. That's been one of the biggest aspects for me cultivating my growth mindset. And then, you know, also at the same time, be open to other perspectives and make sure that, you know, you're listening, you're learning on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely. And actually, one thing I wanted to add just from everything that I've experienced from in life is that when we have like these big goals in mind and we have a final destination that we want to go to, in the process, we actually forget to acknowledge our small goals or what I like to call as little wins. Because once we're just so, focused on the end goal and the end point we really don't enjoy the journey and i think it's again as you said it's not about perfection it's about enjoying the little steps that lead you to your you know final destination so ladies and now since our focus point is talking about mentoring and mentorship i'd love to know how big of a role mentorship has played in your journey do you
3: think you are who you are today because of mentorship or not really I've actually never had a formal mentorship in in, in my life. You know, I'm 38 and, um, you know, I think a lot of people assume based on looking at like my LinkedIn or something like, oh, you must have been part of mentorship programs. And I've really never had a formal mentorship. And yet I've benefited greatly from from mentors in my life. And I think that one of the myths that can be limiting or damaging around mentorship is this idea that it has to be a formal agreement or program. I believe in the power of informal, informal mentorship as well. I don't think it's an either or, and um, that there shouldn't be like you're not going to have one mentor for everything in your life. It's it's very much like a growth mindset. It's it's linear. It's a journey, um, and you need to be open to the opportunities to give and receive. And that's really where I feel like mentorship has has helped guide and um, direct me and really taught me a ton.
1: Yeah, some of the most meaningful relationships I've cultivated have been with me in the mentor position kind of unofficially with past interns or past employees of mine. We really took on the mentor-mentee relationship. And today, when I see them flourishing, it is the most profound feeling to know that you played a small role in helping someone realize their dreams. And now what's interesting is they end up coming back and mentoring me in different ways because as they grow, Excellent. they have new things to offer. So it's absolutely cyclical.
4: Yeah, I also would like to add that I view mentorship as something that can be both very formal and very casual. Um, I think you can have very formal mentors, someone that you meet with often, someone that you communicate with often, someone who's um, probably a little bit older than you, who's done um, what you aim to do. I think that can be a mentor. But also I see my friends as my mentor. I see my family as my mentor. I see um, people that I've met in my past as as mentors of mine. I learn so much from everyone that I meet. And I think I am who I am today because of that fact. So I look towards my friend Darius as a mentor. I look toward my friend Brandy as a mentor. I look toward my friend Nitya as a mentor, just for all different types of things. Um, And I have learned so much from them and I continue to learn from them. And I feel very grateful to have them in my life.
1: I'll add to that, that I do think that when it is structured in terms of how often you speak, it's really helpful. So to create accountability, if you're like, okay, we're going to talk once a week on Wednesdays for one hour, or even once a month, and we're going to talk about these topics, and you have an agenda that you prepare for, it really helps push things forward if there are certain goals that you're trying to achieve. Because at least for me, oftentimes I find that if I don't have someone who I am accountable to as an entrepreneur, it's really easy for me to get bogged down in the day-to-day survival elements of my day. And when I want to push forward on big picture things, having a mentor that I have structured time Absolutely. with is really helpful to create accountability and progress.
0: Perfect. Now that we got your perspective on mentorship and again, at the end of it, sometimes people like more formal sessions and sometimes People like being mentored from their peers and from their family members. So again, at the end of it, it's finding what works for you the most. So thank you so much for sharing your answers on what mentorship means to you and what does not fit right with the mentorship myth. But now I would like to know more about what are some ways in which your brand is committed towards
4: youth empowerment? I think one thing about Bitter Blush is that it's free and it's accessible to everyone. Our platform is online, on the internet. Um, it's free. We also have a Twitter account. We also have an Instagram account. And we're here for everyone. Um, we're here for all shapes, all races, all sizes, all people. So when I say that we're here for women empowerment, that's just one of the things that we stand for. So you can, we're free to follow, we're accessible. And I don't plan on um, making Bitter Blush something that anyone has to pay for at all, and I think that's really important. It's just to have free, accessible information that's there for everyone in order to create a safer and more trusting environment. Because when information becomes exclusive, that's when it's an issue.
3: Yeah, I, you know, it's very similar when it comes to Own Trail. We're all about accessibility, right? And surfacing stories of women's authentic life life paths. And I think that being able to see a wide variety of women, really all the different paths that are possible, which are infinite across um, identities, experiences, locations, geography, all of these things that contribute to make us who we are, I feel like is really important for uh, young people as they they can see themselves, not necessarily like someone who looks like them in a literal sense, which that is, of course, super important in representation on that side. It's also important to have representation and visibility into things that are that are possible for you. And you might not think of something or dream of something or aspire to something that you don't know exists. So the ability to see different pathways to achievements, different obstacles people have gone through, different experiences and insights, I think is really important and valuable for young people as they're navigating the direction that they'd like to take their life journey or in feeling like they're not alone at maybe this moment of feeling the push and pull between college and friends or whatever the challenge might be. So it's really this idea that by creating a big kind of database or a big pool of trails to look through, you can feel that you're not alone. You can also find things to aspire to and you can see you can see different possibilities for your future. And I think collectively, that is a super powerful tool set. And each young person can really like use as they need to versus being prescribed that this is how you should do it.
2: I think from my end personally speaking I belong to a culture that's always heavily focused on teaching young girls that they need to learn to compromise in order to be happy or you know something that I was always told um was to be like a lotus and bloom through adversity but no one really talks about where that adversity itself stems from so through embrace her lead and you know due to the lack of a relatable mentor when I needed it most, my goal is to ask those hard questions and tackle the root of the problem so that other young women in their formative years don't have to feel like their life is all about adversity and sacrifices and you know, not being able to create their own unique story. I also think it has a lot to do with shifting the relationship with not knowing.
1: I know that for me, when I graduated from college, I didn't know what was coming next, and that was absolutely debilitating. After having gone to school for so many years and having had the path been so clear to suddenly now be at the end of it and not know what I should do, not know what the path ahead of me looked like, my solution for dealing with that uncertainty was to go to law school because it gave me a few more years of a clear path. And what I'm realizing now as an adult is the path is always somewhat uncertain, but you can see that with an open heart, see it as an opportunity, see it as an exciting chance to create whatever it is that you need in the future, instead of seeing it as the end of the road, seeing it as dark, uncertain, scary, something to be afraid of. And I think you know, it's really important to show that there are so many different paths and that even if you don't know which path you're on, you can be comfortable being uncertain as opposed to being fearful of being uncertain.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective, ladies. You're all so, so, so inspiring. And lastly, one thing that I personally want to ask you is looking back at your journey, what is one piece of advice you would want to give yourself?
3: I would tell myself to chill out, that it'll (laughs) all be okay. Um, Busyness doesn't, Ensure happiness? I would probably tell myself that
4: I have the right to many things. You know, I have the right to happiness. I have the right to self awareness. I have the right to positive relationships. I have the right to relaxation and lack of chaos and financial stability and making my own choices. And I think that before that was something that I thought I didn't have the right to have any of those things. I thought that I wasn't good enough to have any of those things. But I would tell myself 10 years ago to you know, fourteen or fifteen year old Addis that these things are so important to have and that you deserve them because you are a damn good person.
1: Yes, you are. I love <laughs> yes. that. You are a damn yes. good person.
4: <laughs> I think we
1: should all have that on our mirrors. Every morning. You are a damn good person. And to add to that, I think for me, I would have told myself ten years ago, be present. Just enjoy where you're at. Because there's so many things I had ten years ago that I don't have now that I I really wish I had enjoyed a little bit more while I was in that space, even though there were so many things that were uncertain and I felt lost and confused. There were still a lot of beautiful experiences and moments that I did not get to fully enjoy because I didn't know the word gratitude back then. I didn't know how to ground myself. I didn't know how to be in my experience. I was constantly either looking backwards with regret or shame or looking forward with fear and doubt. So that would be my advice to myself. In addition to you are a damn good person, I would say, you know, in the words of Ramdas, be here now.
2: And to add to that, mm-hmm. I've always hated the interview question, where do you see yourself in five years? Never understood it. Um, I always felt like I needed like a pre answer to that. But I would tell myself to just embrace the uncertainty and go along because, you know, it's usually the hurdles and the challenges that you face that make you who you are as your authentic self in the journey. And this is also why I love own trail so much because after I created my trail and I, you know, published it and I look back at it, I realized that there are so many things that happened that made me the person that I am today.
0: I am literally taking notes as you speak. All of your advice is just so inspiring. And personally, I'm a part of the youth. So just just hearing your pieces of advice and what you have to say to us means so much to me. So thank you so, so, so much for sharing. And panelists, And now that we're actually coming to the end of the episode, I actually want to ask you, what are your thoughts on powerful affirmations? Now, personally, to me, affirmations are so important to unlock your happiest, most beautiful, most empowered selves. So if you have a few affirmations that
3: you live by, would you like to share it with us? I've only recently started getting into to affirmations. And I can't say that I'm someone who practices them like with a with a methodical regularity. However, the mm-hmm. kind of idea that I come back to to anchor myself or to calm anxiety or things like that is this I guess the affirmation you are enough
0: yes yes I love that I think one personally for me would just be reminding myself that everything is happening for me and not against me and that way just kind of changing your perspective on certain things is so helpful in the long run
4: and I would probably say that everything happens in the way that it is supposed to happen I think even when things quote unquote, don't work out, they actually have worked out because that was how they were supposed to happen. So just reminding myself that um, my life is going the way it's supposed to go, even if I don't agree with it, that's how it's supposed to go.
1: I'll add that for me, a really transformative affirmation has been, I choose my thoughts, because I used to let my thoughts choose themselves, and I would spiral into anxiety or really beating myself up for things over and over again. I would always take everything the wrong way. I always felt like I was on the outside of everything. There were so many negative thoughts clouding my experience. And now as soon as I feel one of those coming on, I just tell myself, I choose my thoughts and I change my perspective and I shift my thinking and I immediately feel better. And I only wish that someone had taught me when I was a young girl that thoughts aren't facts. And that I can choose what they are because it has played such a huge role for me.
2: I am personally big on affirmations. I think that they help me on a daily basis. And one that I try to practice every day is to be present in every moment. I tell myself, you know, I'm present in every moment and I'm going to live for this moment. That's really helped me shape my experiences, I feel like.
0: Well, ladies, this was it for this episode. Thank you so much for sharing your story. All of you are such boss babes and your journey has truly inspired me so much today. But before we end this episode, I want to tell my listeners one thing. Continue to be a voice for others. Continue to empower the youth. This is literally our time to shine. So ladies, where can our listeners find you on social media? So if you want to just go around and shout out your Instagram handle or something where our listeners can find you, I think that'd be amazing.
1: This is Melody. I would love to connect with you on Instagram. My handle is at
3: Fred and Far. Own trail and with me on Twitter at K to the T.
4: And this is Addis. Um, you can find Bitter Blush on Instagram at bitter.blush. And then you can also find our website as bitterblush.com.
2: And then this is Shalini. Uh, you can find us at Embrace Lead on Instagram. And our website is EmbraceHerLead.org.
0: Everything will be linked below in the show notes. So do check that out. This is it, guys. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk pod on Instagram for regular updates. As always, remember to open up, share and connect. I will talk to you guys next week. See ya.
1: Yeah.